Mm-hmm. Are you uh, all set? I'm going to play with my teddy bear now. <laughs> I'll say, Tay, plant your bear. Hey, am I being a pest here? I'd like to lay on my tummy. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey. We are now recording. Shall we call that sounds funny? And uh, this is the week of December 29th, uh, 2020, the last episode of 2020. Yay! We'll, we'll be doing this again next year. Uh, episode number 10 uh, Two Blind Brothers Telling It the Way We See It. And of course, I'm your host, Keith Helsley, and I'm joined by. I'm joined by Terry, <laughs> Terry Helpsley, and and Joe. All righty, and uh, we are here to uh, share some stuff. What's new in our lives this week? Uh, does anybody have a, a humorous story, a classic family story, or I got a classic family story. We were oh. talking about this not too long ago. Remember when we were kids, we used to love to watch the slide projector. Oh, yeah. And there was a picture that I, we'd, came we'd to my bring mind. We got the popcorn other, and have sodas yeah. and be like watching home movies almost. Yep. There was this picture that came to my mind the other day of me when I was little with a kitty cat. <laughs> and my dad always said, now when you hold a kitty cat, a kitten, you hold it by its neck. So I had both my hands wrapped around that kitten's neck because I wanted to do it just right. And that cat was just a flailing everywhere. But in that picture, it just looked like it was dangling down. It was just a little white kitty cat. This looked like it was peacefully dangling by its head. (laughs) Yeah, but in real life, it was just a flailing away. I remember that. Yeah, I do. I I was holding it with both hands by its neck because I wanted to do it right. <laughs> yeah, well, that cat never really did like you very much. Oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here she comes, run. <laughs> pinching, it, pinching it by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, but I didn't have it by the scruff. <laughs> Looked like I was choking it. <laughs> it was just dangling by its little head. Yeah, I remember that. And I was going to say, uh, I uh, but. Just real quick you know, thing, you know, I might have to change my name on the podcast here because whenever we said, hey, this is Terry, then my wife come in the room because her name's also Terry, and she thought I was calling her, and I go, uh-huh. no. And so anyway, I got a story that uh, happened here at Christmas time. Me and my wife and stepdaughter open our presents in the morning. Uh so we're sitting there going to open up our gifts in front of everybody because normally my wife goes all out on Christmas and buys a big old boatload of stuff, which if you see my Facebook photo, you'd see what it's like usually. And so, you know, we don't, I don't like to uh, make that look bad in front of the rest of the family when they come, when we're opening 500 gifts and they're opening two. So we open up our gifts in the morning when the family comes out, we open up the rest. So, you know, long story short, uh, 
she hands me a gift. I open it, open it. Open. I counted my gifts. I go, one, two, three. I got three things. That's it. And my wife's like, yeah, that's all you got. Like, you been on the naughty one. list. This is going to be so <laughs> sucky. This is it. I got a T-shirt, some black suede, and a collector bottle. Looks like a boot. And some a box of chocolate-covered cherries. That's it? That's all. Oh, God. This sucks. You know? And I went in the other room pouting all day until everybody else came and the rest of the family. And we ate dinner. Then we went in there to open presents. And they started passing out the presents. And I opened the presents. And... I was like, "Holy cow!" I must, you know, I had a bunch of stuff. You had five hundred of them. Well, I had like about almost fifty things and, to open, and my wife's like laughing at me, going, "Ha ha, I got you!" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> being blind, I can't read the name tags to see how many I do have or not. So yeah, so I think I remember cheap. you being a kid looking under the tree, shaking all the presents when we were kids. <laughs> Count, counting got, them up and sorting them out. This Terry's <laughs> over here. Jill's over there. She got me good, though. She got me good. I didn't know. I was like, I think I got three things made. Because I knew, you know, times were kind of tough because I just bought this piece of land next door and all the work doing on my house. But she yeah. still, you know, she, she got me. She they got me this year. She she combined Christmas with April Fools, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like I got a grandchild in here with me. Uh, yeah, oh. well, I, I, I just got, like, poop for Christmas. Oh. In fact, I have poop in my pants right now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> a smiling pile of poo emoji uh, oh. stress ball. <laughs> a stress ball or a poop pillow? It, yeah, it's a, it's a stress here. ball. It's about a handful. You hold a handful of poop in your hand and you squeeze mm, it. And just squeeze it. <laughs> so I, I like to put it on a table in front of these places. How come you pooped on a table? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whichever grandkid is handy. So it's well, in the a... shape of a pile of poop? Yeah, it's the smiling pile of poop. Emoji, only it's made into like a little stress ball thing. And, and so it retains its shape, you know, just like how you can do Play-Doh yeah. and you squish it and it's not out of shape. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a stress ball. It's just in that, that shape. Yeah. I got two of them. One for each hand, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and so that's funny. your story? So I, I, no, that's not my story. I'm just oh, commenting on yours. Oh, that's just What's my, my story <laughs> involves my youngest son who put a, a thing on Facebook this past week. He was commenting like, you know how when a baby uh, loses its baby teeth so the adult ones can grow in? And, you know, wouldn't it, wouldn't that be weird if, if your baby lost its baby eyes and adult eyes can grow in? I thought, well, heck, yeah, that'd be nice. Of course, mine. And then keep reading. He goes, what I really want is for my... To the food ...to fall off. So my ad- Big, John. Big bad John. I can grow in. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I've seen that. Like, a little TMI there, kids. And little Richard. <laughs> yeah. He has to wait for that. Just to fall off. Wait for Big, Big John to grow on. <laughs> Big John to grow on, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was funny. I was just talking to him just before the podcast, and he 
he said uh, some people didn't like that post very much. Like I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. But that was my that's my weekly update. Uh, new stuff happening. Uh, so let's move on to news stories. I think Jill has some. Did you I want do. To lead off or? Sure. Oh. I actually have two. It's funny though because I mean they're on our local news. I didn't know that like you guys do. But there's been a lot of pork pirates, you know, lately because of Christmas packages and everybody's ordering stuff online. Well, the news said a guy stealing stuff off this guy's porch on a regular basis. So this guy decided to put a package out for the man to steal. And what he put in it was the cleanings of his litter box. <laughs> And he put a note in there, and he put a dirty note in there. I'm not even going to try to say what he put, but I think he should have put something like, Merry Christmas to you from my kitty cat. Oh, sorry, Jet, it, it just slipped out. From, from my <laughs> smiling pile of poo. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to know what the guy that stole that box thought when he opened it and didn't yeah. quite get what he was hoping for. <laughs> I, I've heard of people actually attaching small cameras on the mm -hmm. package. So that when the guy opens it and he finds Ooh, what you said, the uh, you, <laughs> the leader, get the, you, you get their facial expressions and reactions and stuff. That would be funny. No, I don't know how. I mean, it's not like a kind of a waste. You're going to put a bunch of small cameras on there to take pictures. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but years that's one ago, of my stories, so you guys can, one of you can go next. I'll well, tell the I was other just going to comment, years ago, we lived in North Carolina at a trailer park, and I I got you know, subscribed to the daily newspaper, and I had somebody keep stealing my paper, and I told the guy who delivered it uh, about that. He goes, well, I'll just bring it right to your house, and I'll take care of it. And after about a week of that, He's like, okay, I'll be deliver it back at your paper being back in your mailbox again. I'm like, okay, what'd you do? He goes, well, I just took dog. Oh, I heard that remark. And rolled them up in the paper. <laughs> I figured they would get the message eventually and stop stealing it. <laughs> well, I have a new story, but my grandson's here tapping me on the shoulder saying he wants to tell the story. So right. you well, want to hear what him on the mic, I guess. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Landon. Well, it's a short story, but last night I was asleep and I rolled off my bed and I woke up terrified. Uh, <laughs> well, I you hope you didn't roll off the top bunk. Terrified of the floor monster. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and so I got two little giggly boys here hanging out, which you know, right. hopefully they won't get loud. They can go in the other room. Uh, let's see, one of my stories I ran across there, it didn't have much printed text to the story, but the headline captured was, a man in Kentucky was caught on videotape using a flamethrower to melt the snow in his driveway. Wow. In Kentucky, do they, do they actually have that much snow to worry about in Kentucky? We, we don't have any here. Why did they get it all? I know. It's like snowing on that side of the mountains or something. Oh, wait. They're on this side of the mountains. 
Yeah. And so uh, I, I guess like you use a leaf blower to blow your leaves off of your yard. It's like, I'm going to just melt us with a flamethrower. <laughs> Throw some heat on the snow. I don't, know if it was, cheaper. <laughs> I don't know if it was a store-bought model or if it was a homemade flamethrower. I have no idea. You know, well, but, the military uh, grades flamethrowers shoot uh, napalm out of them, which is a, a jellyfied uh, gasoline. Yeah. And they... Uh, he was there was a video uh link to the local news, and I clicked on it, but it was just one of those videos where you have to be able to see there's a lot of music playing. So I'd ask yeah. my grandson, I said, Do you know what a flamethrower is? Yes, has he got a flamethrower? Yes, and that, that's about all I got out of that. So they would just have like background so, music under the guys using the flamethrower, right? And um, it was also captured on. Uh, his neighbor's, you know, doorbell cam thing, and huh. you know they called the fire department, and they kept an eye on the guy. Yeah, but, uh, I would be keeping a guy eye on the guy too. What else is a flame on here? So, hey, watch me start my barbecue grill really fast. <laughs> and so that was one of one of my stories. So, wow. Um, I have one where the headline says, man steals mini snowplow, crashes into Target. Huh. And I thought, wow, what do you do? Like, you know, you know, steal like a snowplow truck like they use for you know, the city and it got out of control and he crashed into the store. These are all my first thoughts. I thought, well, no, it said a mini snowplow. And so in reading this story, as it turns out, in Bayshore, New York, a man stole a uh, was a Bobcat skid loader. It's the kind that the, the actual you know, Target store used to clear its uh, parking lot of snow. And he stole it and crashed right through the front doors of Target. And uh, once he was inside, he stole a coat several gift cards and when the cops arrived he was headed towards the electronic department hmm. and there was nobody hurt only the front doors he was doing a little christmas shopping now, here's the dumb thing the guy pleads no not guilty to burglary and larceny charges i <laughs> thought how dumb can the guy get maybe he thought the riots were still going on <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it was his peaceful protest and he was just doing a, a one-man looting job. <laughs> right. Goodness. People are crazy. Yeah. It sounds like he pretty intentionally did it and he pretty intentionally uh, shouldn't be trying to cop a plea about no, not guilty on that one. I don't think it's going to What? That wasn't the drive through door he was driving through? I thought. Yeah. At, at 2 a.m. at Target. <laughs> it was a drive through pickup. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this time you've really stumbled onto something. <laughs> does, does I Jill got I, another one? I got one more. Okay. There was a, another story about Florida, and there's these lizards that climb up in trees in the evening oh, time yeah. to sleep. Iguanas, I think. I heard about that. Yeah, go ahead. And then for some reason, I don't know if they get cold, but overnight they fall out of the trees. Well, they had freezing cold temperatures down there. Oh. And, and being cold-blooded, they do get yeah, kind of sluggish. Right. But with the, with the super cold weather, 
they got super sluggish and they would fall out of the trees. They fall out of trees, so they said, "Don't be aware of lizards falling out of trees. Once they warm up in the sun, they will come back to life and be more active." And I thought, boy, uh, you'd need an umbrella for rain or whatever. <laughs> it's raining day. lizards. <laughs> what a ridiculous idea. Raining lizards. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of something like that, I got this story that uh, a man in Idaho, David Rush in Idaho, has broken his own world record by catching nuts on his head. <laughs> On his head? On his head. And so... How do you I catch a like nut that. on your head? Well, I was just saying, that kind, of, that kind of goes along with the whole... Big bad John. ...story, and then the things falling on your head from the lizards, but oh. anyway. <laughs> I so, there was a tie in there somehow, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he duct tapes a, a cup on the top of his head, so he's oh, actually like okay. a, catch the ball in the cup thing. He's the stick, okay. I guess. So he duct tapes a can on the top of his head, and it, and there's a video. It's with that. And so I, I had to ask my grandsons because I was babysitting them. I said, "Is he throwing the nuts up in the air, or is somebody else doing it?" And they said, "He's throwing them up in the air." So he he caught 52 nuts in one minute. You know, they yeah. had the timer. Okay, ready, set, go. And you hear it, clunk, clunk, clunk. You know, and then yeah. uh, when he got done, they he, they count him up. He had fifty-two nuts. He caught, you know, dancing no, around. No, there's a special talent. You go for a job interview. What can you do for us? Well, I can catch nuts on my head. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me tell us somebody was shaking a pecan tree or something, and he was running around <laughs> under it trying to catch and, the nuts. And he and caught a lizard instead. <laughs> <laughs> They ruined my record. I couldn't have caught 53. That's funny. And they, uh, his original record was uh, 38 in a minute's time. But he, this guy actually does crazy stuff. Uh, like my other stories, he's had 162 other records of doing other silly things, but. Wow. That's right. a world record it's in itself. How many crazy surprising, things can I do? When we solve that, we got the whole problem left. Surprising crazy things people find to do during the pandemic. Wow. Take us wow. out of lockdown. Hurry. <laughs> you know? I'm bored in this pandemic. What can I do? I'll catch nuts on my head. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. Well, <clears throat> Here's another animal story. A couple steals a $300 python from a pet store. Oh, my goodness. And I read the article. I read the headline without reading the article. I'm like, why do, how do you steal a python from a pet store? Like, what do they do? Have it, like, crawl up his sleeve of his coat like you have, like, you know, a mitten dummy strap on or something? Okay. Only it's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his girlfriend... Pours as someone who's pregnant. I got a snake in my belly. Maybe she put it in her purse, but I maybe it was a small python. Well, how big well, did you say? It, it didn't say how big it was. Oh. It just said it was a three hundred dollar python huh. in Peabody, Massachusetts. Um, a couple slithered away with a snake worth three hundred dollars from a pet store. They entered the Petco at four thirty p.m. 
The man asked if he could play with the cinnamon ball albino python. Ew. I haven't got a clue. If uh-uh. Albino. I don't know what cinnamon ball means. Maybe it's I don't know something. But he asked if he could play with it, and the store clerk says no. It's against store policy. You oh man, let me play with this thing. He goes, oh well, <laughs> I'll buy it from you then. And the clerk put the python in a box. And he put the box on the counter, and the guy grabbed the box and ran out the door to the girlfriend and drove away in their car. Hmm. <laughs> so the cops are now looking for this guy who uh, stole a python. Wow. Stupid snake stealers. Why that in, Greg? <laughs> so, uh, wow. That's how they did it, but it's like, wow, how dumb can well, you be? They, they have it all on funny. video. They, they have video of the car driving away. At this point, I didn't say where they caught them yet, but I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Okay. I don't have any more stories, so you go ahead, right. Terry. I've got, I've got a couple more I could do, but my grandson's telling me he has an animal story. All right. So if we want to hear from Landon again, sure. come on or talk loud. Okay, so we were at my birthday party. I like fishing and stuff. And my uncle, Shelton, notices that there's two fish and that there's two snakes biting onto one fish, fighting over it. And then we all run over there. And everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> two, two fish eating a snake? No. Two, two snakes. Two venomous water snakes eating the same fish, fighting over it. Oh, ripping it apart, huh? Yeah, exactly. Water moccasins, copperheads. So incredible. Simply devastating. Uh, They were were having a fish fry or something. A fish fry. It it was a taffy fish. They were having a taffy pull. Wow. Um, I got one more. It's kind of an animal story, but not. You want to go? Sure, go ahead. What it actually is, is two passengers and a puppy exit a New York City plane by the uh, inflatable slide before takeoff. Before takeoff? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, better than after. <laughs> uh, better than during. Yeah. <laughs> and my first thought was, why? I mean, recently I've heard headlines where like you know, a two-year-old is kicked off of a plane for not wearing a mask and stuff like that. Uh, but these two guys, um, a, a Delta flight out of New York, are a Florida couple was traveling with a great Dane puppy and the man uh, jumped out the door, took the emergency slide, followed by the girl and the puppy. Uh, what it happens to be is the panicky man. He was charged uh, by with criminal trespassing and mischief. It's kind of a weird charge, but I guess that's what it would be. But, he was released without bail uh, arraignment while the woman was just released at a, uh, on a ticket 
and the puppy is being held by uh, Humane Society Animal Shelter. But the man had asked several times to be let off the plane. Uh, he changed seats several times on this plane. It wasn't even full to capacity. So he's changing seats. He's pacing back and forth. He wouldn't sit down. And they're like, sir, you got to sit down. The plane's got to get ready to take off. And as the plane pulled away from the gate, he opened the door and said, I didn't know it had a slide. As if, I guess, going down the slide is what he's you know, being charged on. He's being charged on opening the stinking door and endangering lives, if you ask me. But he claimed to have PTSD. And he told the flight attendants, if I sit down, I'll freak out. I was like, he never sat down. You freaked out anyway, you freak. I wondered uh, if it was because the dog didn't have a mask on. That's why he wanted off the plane. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the plane had to return to the gate. Uh, all the passengers were let off and had to catch a later flight, thanks to this guy. Um, that, that's all I know about this story. Uh, what I'm going to say is he had P PTSD. Uh, who knows from what? Maybe it was military service. Maybe some other traumatic thing. Maybe he was just a manic depressive. But my thought is, why did he even get on the plane to begin with, right? If he knew he was going to be panicky, if he knew he was going to be, I don't know, claustrophobic, why get on it to begin with? And once he was there, they could have easily let him off if if he did what he what he claimed, pacing back and forth, changing seats, asking several times to be let off. Uh, I don't see why they couldn't have let him off, right? Uh, but the, I guess he decided, oh my gosh, I got to do something before this plane takes off. Yeah, you have plenty of time to make up your mind before they seal that main door. and pull yeah. you know, so. Exactly. So I, I don't see, uh, but, but apparently he was traveling with his girlfriend and a dog. And the girlfriend apparently is like, hey, Johnny just jumped out the door. I guess I'll follow him and take the dog too. <laughs> now, why he had a dog? I'm guessing it was a service dog. Uh, I'm, a great it, dane would be a huge dog but it's it, a puppy so. it was a great dane puppy which they can still be pretty big well yeah. maybe it I was a it gift was... maybe he just got it usually you, you 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 put pets into travel cases though and they travel well know, what i heard is that it was a service dog but that doesn't mean it was a seeing eye dog that's what we always think yeah, of it's, it's a comfort dog, dog basically is what it was right and so clearly he had he had some history of known problems. And again, why? I mean, put him on a bus, uh, rent a car. Well, that dog wasn't doing his job if it wasn't comforting that guy. I guess not. <laughs> I, I guess really comforting. it was comforting the girlfriend, I guess. Scooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> it's like, what a weird story. Dude, yeah, that is a weird one. Like I, I said, I, I guess it's better he jumped out while it was still on the tarmac and not in the air. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> because my grandson took away some airtime. I, I still have two stories that I could tell. Okay. They're short stories. I have a sad story. Uh, well, I have a, a good story and a bad story. So if you guys wanted to choose, or I could tell them both. But Well, I, I do have one? a last minute one I was telling Jill before we started recording. I have a bad story about... Uh, guy who's a total jerk 
Um, anyway, in uh, an 82-year-old man in California, I think it was in Los Angeles, I think, in California, was beaten to death in his hospital bed oh. suffering from COVID-19. Yeah. I heard about that. Um, a 37-year-old man um, began beating the 82-year-old man in the bed next to him because the 82-year-old man started praying. He was praying to God, and the other man didn't want to hear any prayers, <laughs> apparently, and yeah. grabbed his oxygen tank and hit the guy in the head. <laughs> two or three times and the 82 year old man died later of his injuries yeah. from the beating, not the virus. And <laughs> the other man was then taken to the closest jail and locked up. And I think they set his bond at a million dollars, I believe. Well, good. Uh, and that's the bad bad sad story that's not yeah. a funny one but no it, it's definitely unusual and it's a shame that the guy just because the guy was saying a prayer uh, i mean i maybe was praying oh god don't let me die from the virus and the guy's like i'll help you out with that here we go <laughs> <laughs> stop maybe praying i'm gonna be true <laughs> right. but that, yeah that's kind of tragic you know but weird yeah and so I could leave my stories on a lighter note, more right. fun. Well, I, I have a, kind of an ironic thing I was telling Jill earlier. Sure. It was just this morning I saw a headline that says something like, uh, what was it called? Child, uh, child workshop of palm oil connected to manufacture of Girl Scout cookies. Uh, huh. That's ironic. Child labor, <laughs> Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most girls are the ones selling them, doing the labor. I wouldn't think they were making them, but they they have Girl Scouts chained to a, a, a workstation. <laughs> make that palm oil. Make that palm oil. We need one for the cookies. <laughs> anyway, that's just a short one. Yeah. So, what's your final one there, Terry? We had a few minutes before we need to take a break. But uh, there was. There was a woman who had a retired guide dog and a toddler. And the the headline was the 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 dog teaches her do, her do, daughter to walk. Oh. And the woman was sitting there watching and the dog was laying there sleeping and the toddler was crawling around the floor, grabbed hold of the dog's fur. She thought, hey, the dog don't like it. The dog was getting up. But the baby held on to the fur, and it made her stand up as well. And so then the dog, she thought, was going to walk away. So the dog started, took a couple steps, and the toddler took a couple steps and fell on the floor. So the dog collapsed back down on the floor. Hmm. Well, I'll be damned by <laughs> I guess that's it. You know, it you know. So she continued to watch, and the dog went to stand up again and the toddler stood up again and then the dog took another couple steps and the baby mm. took a couple more steps and fell back down and that continued to happen for 15 minutes or so she said until what well isn't that nice 
So the then, baby started walking around, huh? And then she said, then she started putting it together. Hey, the dog is teaching. I thought the dog was trying to get away from my child. Mm -hmm. The dog is teaching my child how to walk. It's not only a seeing eye dog, it's a walker. A child yeah. walker. <laughs> it's, a, it's a walker teacher. <laughs> well, no, that was the heart. Instead of a, a, an one. animal whisper, the dog is a baby whisper. Come on, yeah. baby. You can do it. And so that's all I have for news headlines. I All right. Well, this is a good spot to take a break. Well, all right. If that's how you want it. Mmm. Something smells. Oh, shut up. All righty. And we are back. Uh, and so now it's time for our top 10 list by Terry. Yay. Okay. Um, this one is uh, anytime. It's not, uh, it's not uh, seasonal. It's anytime season. I have a top 10 list here. 10 things that a man should not say to his wife. Right. Um, a, a good time to kick off a new year. So you know how to do some resolutions. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> yeah. At first it was titled 10 things not to say to your spouse, but this seems more to be a man, uh, a man centered thing say yeah. to his wife. Cause yeah. you uh, men always say goofy things to your women. <laughs> Now listen, everybody. There's something I want to tell you about myself. I ain't like other men. I'm revolting. The the top number ten. <laughs> Are you gaining weight because your butt sure looks bigger? Oh. <laughs> How about that one, Jill? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Don't say that to your wife. I ought to know better than ever tell her. I wished I'd learned to keep my big mouth shut. Well, she'd find out sooner or later anyway. <laughs> Number nine, the dress you're wearing reminds me of my old girlfriend. Oh. Uh, yeah, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> uh, don't say that either. <laughs> Number eight, where did you get those shoes? Because they look pretty lame. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. They're the glass slippers from the ball. How about that? <laughs> I, I see you might also be noted for your sense of humor as well as your discretion. Number seven. Would you stop talking? I'm trying to watch the game. What do you mean? What's wrong with that? I don't, I don't get that. I, I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> mm. Number six, I planned a hunting trip next week on your birthday. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, it's the anniversary, but that's just as bad. <laughs> well, unless she's going with you. <laughs> could be. Yeah, it could be. Kind of a jerk, am I, anyhow? I'll take her out to the hunting lodge. Yeah. Number five, go cook me some dinner. I'm trying to watch this fishing show. I taped it over our wedding video. Ooh, Ooh that's man. more than, that's that's double more than one. There. Yeah. Ooh, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
triple whammy for one go cook me dinner is kind of bossy i'm watching a fishing show that's pretty rude i taped over the wedding wow. Ooh, that's like yeah knock him out of the park on that one <laughs> 10 reasons leading up to a divorce yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay uh let's see what was uh number four your cooking is okay but not as good as my mom's What's the matter? What are you talking about? Uh, um, <laughs> there's always going to be a comparison. Uh, yeah. Um, might not want to say that, though. <laughs> Number three, the diamond in your ring I bought you is a fake. I was afraid of that. Oh. Well, on my income, that would be no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, your eyes are looking kind of puffy, dear. Are you feeling ill? They're <laughs> <laughs> just trying to be concerned, that's all. Yeah. It's hard to realize the depths his ignorance actually reach. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess the key word is trying to be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and no, number one, the small time things you should say to your wife, happy anniversary, honey. I bought you a treadmill. The treadmill. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. so, Ooh, what you said. There's the top ten things that should say leading to a divorce. Yeah. There's my top that, ten. That would be that. Sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a couple of those maybe, but a little more tact would be helpful, like you know, comparing it to mom's cooking. Yeah. Eyes are looking puffy. If we put that one out before Christmas, we might not have got no Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why my wife did that to me on Christmas, because she heard me getting this list ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, this is a, this isn't aimed at you, honey. It's just a list I found. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I had my quiz here. The quiz kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Hey, I found, I found at the back of Reader's Digest magazine, they do a lot of like the words that you do and uh, you know, give a, a word and the definition and things like that. I didn't know if that's where you research yours from, but. To my word of the week list. Right. I get an email from Merriam Webster's dictionary. Uh, it, it's actually a, a daily word of the day. It's just I combined the you know five of them together. Yeah. To make build the quiz off of. Um and yes, I, I think there's there's gotta be a couple of tough words in here, but I think this should be a pretty doable quiz. Uh, to start off with this word of the week, the first word we have is exigent, which you like, what? <laughs> but I actually knew a guy that was his name, not his last name. His I thought you said accident. Okay. First name, exigent, E-X-I-G-E-N-T. That was his first name, not his last name. That's crazy. Who would, what in the world? Well, it depends on what it means. Maybe it means something exciting. Let's see some of the meanings. Well, here's, here's your options here in no particular order. Um, a high 
official of a medieval king uh, or having charge of a cavalry, but the command of horses. Um, would it be sprightly in manner or appearance, lively? Would it be, this would be the, the third one, uh, requiring immediate interaction, requiring uh, or, uh, or, or being demanding, I mean, that would be that. Uh, number D, would it be to constrain by moral le or legal force or circumstance? Or would it be? Uh, okay, I got none of the above. <laughs> none of the above. <laughs> a heading, a title, a class, a category, that kind of a thing. Uh, Which one of those would it be? <laughs> well, I was thinking as a baby, they are like the letter C, demanding and. <laughs> Needing uh, attention right now, but I'm thinking I might go with A. I'm gonna uh, guess. Okay, A was uh, a high official in the house of a medieval king, prince, or noble, having charge of cavalry, command of military forces. I'm that was, that was A, as a reminder. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna guess something different, and I am just—I don't know. I'm gonna say D. Okay. Um, so I used to get in school D all the time. <laughs> would have been uh, to constrain by physical, moral, or legal force or circumstance. Yeah, that. That one? Sure. You're both wrong on that one. I can't, <laughs> oh. imagine, can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeding the answer? It actually was C. Oh, uh, really? I should have went with my first yeah. guess. I was fixing to say requiring or calling for much, being demanding, uh, requiring immediate interaction, that kind of <laughs> thing. So your first instinct was right, Jill. Uh, that's what, well, that's and then something to name a baby because that's the way they are. They need interaction right now. <laughs> yeah, they are exigent. They need your yes. attention now. <laughs> and oxygen. <laughs> exigent and oxygen. That was a kind of a tough one, uh, I no. will admit. Um, the second word is oblige. You heard that word before. On yeah. Beverly Hibbles, I'm much obliged, ma'am. much obliged, ma'am. Okay. We want to re go over the definitions again. Oh, it's one of those? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would it be a high official uh, king, prince, uh, charge of cavalry, military? Would that's A. Uh, would it be sprightly in manner or appearance? Would it, we've already did C. Uh, D to uh, constrain by legal or moral uh, force. Uh, or, was there an E? Yeah. Or was that an E was. Uh, an authoritative rule um, or a heading, title, class, category, that kind of a thing. 
Well, that's weird. None of those sound like the obliged. Uh, it doesn't sound like any of those would be. I'm like, oh, we're going to be closest to it. It's like, uh, uh. Hmm. Well, I let me think. zoom through these again. A, uh, high official, medieval king or prince. I say A. Military. Uh, B, was sprightly in manner or appearance. Uh, C, we already was exigent. I'm going to go to B. D, <laughs> to constrain by a physical, moral, legal force or circumstance. Um, I don't think it's E important. was uh, authoritative rule, uh, a liturgical service, heading, title, class, category. I'm going to say D. D? I'm say A or B. One of you got it right. <laughs> It was D. Oh, me. To oblige is to constrain by physical, moral, or legal force. Because if you think about it, I'm much obliged. That means I owe you something, right? I'm being constrained by some sort of a moral obligation, you know? It's kind of a, kind of a tricky way. I guess tricky word. Yeah. Um, Mr. Smarty Pants. <laughs> I was guessing. Yeah, I was an alternate because <laughs> some of these have like two or three step definitions. Here's another alternate definition of oblige: uh, to put in one's debt by favor or service. Maybe that would have been a better one to focus on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this, or this to to be to do a favor for. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to read through. Like they have like five options to choose from, and it's kind of hard to read through them all. Yeah. Um, all right, we're on word number three. Um, Marshall, M A R S H A L L, Marshall. Now, and it's a noun. I should be saying we have a noun or adjective, whatever. I guess. Would it be A, a high official in a medieval king? Yeah, A. That's what a. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's going to be A. Exactly. Gonna, I Sarah. keep thinking there's going to be different definitions. It's definitely. <laughs> now we're on number four. There's only two definitions left. The word is jaunty. Now here's the would it be sprightly in manner or appearance, which is option B? Or would it be E, which is an authoritative rule, uh, a heading, title, class, category? I think B. B. Ding, B. Ding, ding, ding. I say it's B, too. So <laughs> I, I saved a really hard definition for last because it's the free giveaway one. <laughs> and um, the authoritative rule, especially for conduct in a liturgical service, heading, title, class, category, the word is rubric. Huh. <laughs> we should never got that one. Rubric. That's cube. why I saved that one for last. Rubric cube. We would uh, never get it. Uh -huh. The rubric cube. That would be kind of a, a good. <laughs> However, yes. I can solve those in a minute. 
But I was wanting to save a hard one for last because it's kind of a throwaway word. I think that answer is D, no E. <laughs> I, think I didn't e. get any of them right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, I know I Jaunty it was one of those one-line explanations, but all the rest of them had like two, three, five options. I was like, holy cow. Who's keeping scores? I don't know who won. I think I, I, I don't know. know. Uh, it's just fun. We're kind of getting back in the saddle. We haven't had a word of the week quiz in a couple of weeks because of the Christmas trivia thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'll try to do a better mix on them. That's my New Year's resolution to do a better mix. Yeah. Of the, uh, word of the week. Yeah, we could have like, you know, any, any ratings and reviews or emails and our anchor topic. We'll get to our, our letters in a, in a little bit. Anchor topic is an area of rehab, blindness rehab. Uh, we like to talk about because, of course, all of us are blind. We've all been through all that stuff. Is in the area of adaptive living skills. Okay. So we're, we're, we're shooting from the hip. What comes to mind when you think of living skills? I have an idea if you guys want to. Give us your idea. How do you match socks? <laughs> I don't. My husband does. <laughs> because they're all different colors. If you were going to do laundry and you had to match your socks together, how do you tell what color they are? Well, I have. A couple. I have I have stepdaughters that don't care. They'll just put on two socks. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter <laughs> to them. So but um, really what you would do so, when you take so, them so off. There's, a, there's a couple kidding. options. Either have a family member do it or have mm -hmm. kids who really don't give a rip. <laughs> <laughs> or, but, what, but if you did, I, my option is I only buy like white tube socks. Or if I want to dress up, I have black dress socks. So all of my, you know, nylon smooth feeling socks, they're black, and all of my long socks with no heels, they're white. <laughs> that's that's my choices. They match. I don't care what they. Look. <laughs> I for yeah. a long time found they that I think it was Hanes put out a gray sock, and that so you can't go wrong with gray, you know. And so, but and so all my socks were gray, but. Yeah, Not. I could give a, a way to do it unless you wanted to. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Maybe yours is going to be okay. what I was going to say. So, so what I what I found that works for me is, you know, with my wife's help, you know, or when I take them out of the package, I I I, when I take them off, I put a safety pin uh -huh. through the top of both socks, you know, to pin them together, because then when you wash them, dry them, if you do your own laundry, then or not, if you lose one, you lose them both. You know, yeah. um, it keeps them together, you know, and then I take them out of my drawer. I unpin them. I put them on. I used to put the safety pin, leave it in the sock and I'd close it and I would walk around and have people go, you know, you got a safety pin in your sock. Well, yes. they don't, what do I said if you were wearing shorts? Right. And so <laughs> then, I, you know, but then I would explain to them why, oh, that's a good idea. You know, but I leave it in my sock so that I don't lose the safety pin but it's it's still safe i mean because it's yeah. not like it's down in your shoe and, and that it's was going to be my suggestion too the, the yeah. safety pin trick uh, i know mom uh, used to have those little plastic sock 
matcher things. You can buy them at Walmart. You just uh, right. little plastic rings. Uh, you, you tuck your toe of your sock in, and it has like little, uh, let's say, teeth that would grip them. And it grips them well enough that you can uh, wash and dry your socks and don't, don't come apart. Another Normally. way to describe that to somebody, you know, who, you know, is it's like a flat disc circle, and then if you cut a, a plus sign in it, yeah, you know, just cut a slot, a, an X or a plus sign through the material, through the plastic piece, and then you you could just push your sock through, you know, kind of like the thing on the top of the diaper wipes or some handy yeah. wipe things, and right, is it just enough friction that holds the socks, um, right? And you can easily pull the little ring up. Yeah, that uh, would be an option. But then what do you do with the ring? Well, I, I like, to, the, I like the, the safety pin idea, too. Because what do you do with that ring when you take it off? Yeah, you got you, you put it into a cup. You keep a cup or a bowl next, next to your dryer, so you just pop them back in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your safety was, pin, you could always tuck it inside your sock whenever you're wearing them, and people wouldn't notice it hanging off your sock well it's not like we're going to get into some you know a lot of different sports activities and get stabbed but so yeah you know and if you ran the pin so that only you know like you from from the inside you, you poke it out and you poke it back in only a, a tiniest little bit of metal would be showing so and it wouldn't get yeah. someone's eye and then then you can you know pin the other one to it these are some good ideas on safety pins are really handy because let me tell you i have a comforter on my bed and i have one a little bitty golden the tiniest little safety pin and i had a safety pin at the corner of my comforter on my bed so i knew that corner is you know went in this one spot and my yes. mother-in-law of all people said oh wait don't take that blanket there's a safety pin stuck to it i said Nobody has ever noticed that safety pin <laughs> that's been there for six years until that day. And I was like, yeah, I leave that there so I know, you know, it goes this direction. Yeah. That pin goes on this corner. Same with the fitted sheet because yeah, the fitted that sheet way, on the queen you know, bed is so You, you know which side is the top or the bottom or which side mm -hmm. would be left or right. So if you put a pin like always on the top left corner, then you know that your comforter is going to be going the right direction. Right. Because sometimes, you know, on a queen bed, they're more square, I think, than a double yeah. bed. And they it's hard with the fitted sheet. Now, the flat sheet, of course, has the cuff at the top. But, yeah, I mark things with safety pins like that. So I don't have to put the sheet on wrong way, take it off, try again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, some interesting uh, living skill options for people to, yeah. to do. And they're, they're easy and more no than fancy. socks with safety pins. <laughs> like I said, you either buy them all the same color or you use safety pins or sock matchers. Now, with the sock matchers, you have to train your family members because if your kids don't do it, it's, then it's kind of hard because you got to do it when you take them off and, and put them together. Yeah. So you want to keep some of those sock rings on your dresser so you have them handy. Yeah. yeah, but what I what I used to do though is like uh, I would have, you know, if you had different colored socks. I mean, there's some other things that we can get to in a minute. But using the safety pin method, what I did done before, which eh, it works a little bit, but it kind of gets annoying after a while. Is I would my regular say white socks, uh, I would pin together at the top, but then if I had like like you said a pair of black 
socks, black dress socks or something, I might pin them together at the toe part. Oh, yeah. and, and so then if I had a pair of brown socks, I could pin it together at the heels. But, you know, that gets kind of uh, what's what. Yeah, you, then you have to develop a system. And you right. wouldn't want to leave your safety pin in if it was on the heel or toe. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to leave our blisters on your feet. <laughs> stuff like that. And, then, and so then, uh, you know, the other things are the tags you can get, you know, put in stuff, you know. Yeah, I guess you could like hot glue gun a piece of Velcro near the top, but I don't know how all that would work. Yeah. Yeah, so some good ideas there. On this was a simple thing you don't not always think about matching socks. It's something that you could do in different methods from having a, a sighted helper to somebody who don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, there for a while it was a thing to wear odd socks because I remember my grandkids that they were doing that a lot. I don't know if they still do or not, but their yeah, mom told I, me you could buy packages of socks with mismatched socks. A solid. When color. I was in high school, I would do that. I, I had some red socks and brown socks and green socks, and I would just put them together. I didn't really care. You know your socks run wrong. I was like, yeah, I have a matching pair just like it at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, tube socks, when you guys were teenagers, had the stripes at the top. Is that what you mean? Well, I used to have like you know, like blue argyle socks and some brown argyle socks, oh. you know, little diamond shapes on the sides mm -hmm. and stuff. So they were kind of unusual anyway. Even if you would have had a match, so I'd say, look, look at the socks are those. Ah. But <laughs> I did it just because being a teenager, you want to have you know, some fashion rebellion going on. Yeah, got to be different. So anyway, let's move on to, uh, we have a uh, letter from a listener. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. My an email? An email? <laughs> yeah, we had an email come in, um, and it says, Hi, Keith, Terry, and Jill. I really like your show. I think your show is cool. I think your show is great. It makes you want to calculate. My name is Ima Smarty Pants. Uh, I feel like we're friends. That sounds made up to me. So you can call me Mr. Smarty Pants. I have an answer to your 12 days of Christmas. Oh, yeah. You take, to, you know, the, the 364, we're like, how do you do this? Yeah, somebody wrote you know, in. Like, Yay. You, you have to put numbers in columns. And then what you do is you multiply column A by column B by column C. And that if you start out with, okay, the, the one part in a pear tree, by the time the 12 days are up, you're going to get 12. So it's one times 12 partridges and pear trees. And on the second day, while you get two turtle doves, you're going to get 11 of those by the time the 12 days are up. So you take so two times 11. Two times 11 and then uh, 10 times 3, 9 times 4, 8, eight times nine. the 5 golden rings, 7 times 6, 6 times seven, 7, 5 times 8, 4 times 9, 3 times 10, 2 times 11, and finally 12. Time and after one. you have all those math problems crunched together, <laughs> then you add you up. Add it all. Yes. And when you... Adam, it comes out to 364. 
Wow, yeah. that's a lot of rings. I'm going back to thinking five golden rings times eight. I'm going to have 40 rings. I don't even have that many fingers and toes. <laughs> that's two on each. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then they have all the multiplication done out here. And it says, I hope the pie chart, the graph, and the columns, the images all helped you out. I'll draw you a diagram. Can't you see it? I thought you guys were blind. <laughs> so how about them? What? No, how about them cardinals? All right. As soon as I finish this email, I'm going to go to all the different podcast areas and give you a two thumbs up, a five-star rating. Your podcasts are so funny. Hmm. I hope this makes it on the show. <laughs> I'm a smarty pants. Right. <laughs> the email I saw on the show said, oops, I forgot you're blind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was having a hard time keeping up with what the voice was saying in my head. Because, of course, being blind, I have to you know, listen to it and try to say it while it's talking and and stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, voices don't always pronounce things exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so this is where we finally come to our final thoughts. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Uh, no, not really. I think I accidentally ate the pickle off my Christmas tree. Oh, oh man. <laughs> the lucky spot. pickle? Uh, uh, I couldn't, we couldn't find the pickle when we took our tree down yesterday. Uh, That's a thought. I don't know what happened to my pickle. <laughs> Maybe it fell also an adult one can ruin. <laughs> an adult pickle on the tree. We'll have a big old giant cucumber uh, in the box when we take it out next year. It must have been a baby dill in the big bad jump. Oh, yeah. a, a baby gherkin. You're going to have a dill pickle <laughs> next year. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> well, my final thought is to the people who leave their carts in the checkout aisle while running off to pick up another item that they forgot, it's me who puts the extra items in there. Extra items in their cart? <laughs> yeah, you, you know how you, sometimes you leave your cart because you forgot something? Uh -huh. and, and then you get to the checkout aisle and there's extra stuff you didn't know about. <laughs> now, whenever we were we were young and had kids, it was usually whatever kid was sitting in the child seat would be kicking cookies and candy and stuff <laughs> in there. Pushing it over their shoulder, putting it in the cart. While, while mom and dad's back is turned. Let's get some of these. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a better one. I want one of those jobs where people ask, do you actually get paid to do this? <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's the, that's the closing thought. Maybe I'll just we use that We might get one. paid for this. We just have to get funnier, I guess. I don't well, know. We yeah, get funnier, yeah. get more people we, donating money. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a lot of fun doing this. And we would like to get paid for it. And you can always hit us up. We don't have a donate button yet, but... Hey, send us an email. We'll tell you where to send the $750,000, which is our goal. Yeah. Start saving money now so when we get it set up, you can put a whole bunch of money in it. Yeah, so whenever you get your stimulus check from the government, you know where to send some of it to, if not yeah. all of it. You can send it all in there if you want. Well, Let's man. see. 
We'll see how that turns out to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be this whole 2000 thing they're talking about, but the thing is now, <laughs> when are we going to see it? Yeah. yeah, $2,000 in the year 2021. 2000. Oh, wait. Hey, the year's almost gone. It's almost New Year's. Happy New Year. Yeah. 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 Happy New Year, everybody. By the time you hear this, I'll still, you can listen to this over, over your, your New Year party if you want. Don't we, have to eat the, don't we have to eat the black eyed peas and stuff? The, on December thirty first, so we can fart all night or something. How's that? Yeah, going? well, there there is that. Maybe we could we could talk about that on our New Year's episode. It'll be next week. All the traditional food and traditional things. I know there's stuff that uh, Mom always used to like to do, and there's stuff that we always like to do. Anyway, that's all we got for the show. This is that's your host. our show. Cue up the music. Yeah. Signing off, saying thanks for listening. Give us a rating and review. And, uh, you know, listen to the guy who, who tells about the email. Here. Yeah, that sounds funny. Right. <laughs> that sounds funny. T S F at that sounds funny dot com.